Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Nicholasville, Kentucky. And in the studio, I have Jory Canasser and Chad Rainwater with me. Guys, how's it going? It's going good, man. Yourself? Oh, going pretty good. I'm just loving life right now because we are getting basketball a little bit early. The UK is down in the Bahamas playing some good old basketball. So... Life is good. Have you been watching any of the games? Oh yeah, I watched the I watched the first two, and uh, it's about to be a fun fun basketball season. So I think uh, Kentucky's going to ultimately end up with that championship at the end of the year. At least that's what I hope for. You know, and I'm going to go and be bold right at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to go ahead. I've said it to you off the air, and I'm going to go ahead and say it on the air. Kentucky's going to go forty and zero, Chad. Forty and zero. Don't start that yet. Don't start it. Oh, I'm I, starting. No, man. I mean. I don't know if this team will be as good as our 2015 team that almost went 40-0, but as soon as you start that, as soon as the media starts that, it puts the, it puts the target on their back. Um, you know, how, it, you know mean, how that goes? I mean, even with the 2014 team, people were saying, oh, they're going 40-0, and 2015 said the same thing. Just let it play out. Let's see where, see where it goes. It puts a target on our, on our back, but have you seen our talent? I don't think there's any error. I don't think there's anywhere where we can do any wrong. Yeah, I don't even think there's a target on our back. You're going to be the preseason number one team. You're going to be the number one team playing the number two team, Duke, starting out. That's going to tell you a lot more about the season. I think we can beat Duke in that first game. I just don't see anybody in the SEC who's going to be able to compete with us. I mean, it's just size and speed and shooting. And, you know, every position is, is maxed out. And there's not just one at every position. Yeah, we have every position, like you said, was maxed out. I'm very impressed with the way that P.J. Washington has changed his body, changed his whole look. He's been in the gym, I feel like, since the season has ended. I didn't even recognize who he was when he came on the television. Go ahead. Different player, a lot of it's because of hair, but I mean, it's I, it, like you said, his body. I mean, it's just he last year he was just so more he was just bulked up. He was just a, a big muscular dude. Now you can tell he's toned down a little bit and he's put all of his weight in all the right places and he just looks basketball ready. Yeah, so I was going to say the same thing Banks said. I didn't even recognize him the first game I watched, um, but I did realize that uh, he can shoot free throws now. It looks like he's practiced on his free throws. He'll he's hit a lot down there in the Bahamas and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think that in the offseason that's something he had to work on. Exactly, because you can't sleep at night knowing that you lost in the Sweet 16 because of his free throws. I mean, he did play good the entire tournament, but those free throws is what ultimately killed Kentucky in the Sweet 16. And P.J. Washington, he's not going to let it happen again. He's been practicing. I don't think Cal was going to let him happen let him have it happen again. So he's probably put him at the line and made him constantly shoot free throws all throughout the off season. I would hope so. So uh, he definitely uh, – you have to feel bad leaving that Kansas State game in the NCAA tournament knowing you missed, what, 14 free throws or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you missed – I think you missed – yeah, like I think it was about 12. And we lost by, what, three or five – we lost by three, didn't we? Something uh, ridiculous like, like yeah. that. It was something that free throws could have made the difference on. A couple of them. Just a couple of them. Yeah. Another player that I'm very um, excited to watch is Nick Richards. I think he's a completely different player than he was last year. Last year, it's like he had butter all over his hands. He could not hang on to the ball. But now it's like watching a completely different player. A second year has done him good. Second year's definitely done him good. I still don't think he's going to be the player this year we – Kentucky fans are going to try to hold him to a standard of being, but he definitely looks a lot better. He looks a lot more comfortable. And like they were saying on TV, uh, he's just got his head up. 
his head's up and he actually looks just confident in there with what he's doing. Another player coming back is uh, Brad Calipari. And uh, Brad Calipari, you know, fan of the show. He's been on Off the Cuff. Check out that interview if you haven't listened to it. And um, the thing about Brad, hey, listen, I'm going to have to talk good about him because he's the only U.K. player to ever come on the show. I think he's going to be someone who's not going to see much playing time. This is the best team that's ever been at Kentucky that he's been on. So I think his playing time is going to be limited for sure. And we also have another uh, kid in the audience. We got Chad's first son, Cannon, in the studio. Cannon, how's it going? Good? Pretty good? Yeah. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> he's, already, he's already got his uh, podcasting style on. He's already speaking in the podcast. Listen at him. Yeah, I mean, I think we've mentioned him a couple of podcasts. I guess the yeah. last podcast I was on, you asked, you asked me how old I was, or how old he was, and here he is. How old is he? Uh, he's a year now. He was a year last week. A year last week. Yeah, a year old last week. Yeah. And when do the babies usually start talking? I mean, he can say a couple of things. He's but start like... and Nana. But I think he means mama. Well, when would he be able to come on like the show and actually have a conversation? I don't know. I would, I would probably say around three, maybe. Is that when that happens? I, I'm pretty sure around two he'll be speaking a lot, but probably a lot of it will not make a lot of sense. So Was his first words Calipari? Yes. <laughs> that was his first words, Calipari. It was actually Kentucky. Kentucky Wildcats. Those were his first words. Or was it Stone Cold Steve Austin? What was it? I don't know what it was. I hope you're raising him right. I hope you have introduced him to the network. Uh, we haven't watched much of it yet, but once it gets into my wrestling season, towards like the, the winter time, my down season, uh, we'll, turn it, we'll turn it on. But uh, before we get off topic of the returning players, uh, I guess going back to Brad. Yeah, you said you don't think he'll get a lot of playing time this year. Right. Uh, it. The only way I would see him getting playing time is if, if, and I, and I think Kyle's already ruled this out as the platoon. I think uh, the tenth player, uh, Jamal Baker's hurt right now. Yeah. So, which I mean, it doesn't really matter because by the time the season starts, he will, he will uh, be healthy. But that that would be the only time if we had a player injured and if Kyle went to the platoon. I think so. He'd be our tenth man, or he'd be in that second rotation. But think about what you said. You said the tenth player, Jamal Baker. Like that tenth player, the I mean, think about how talented and deep Kentucky has mm-hmm. to be to call that guy the tenth player and off the bench. I believe they said last year he was our best shooter. Yeah, they're saying he's supposed to be the best shooter this year too. They're saying he's lights out. Speaking of returning players, my favorite player is Quad A Green, and I like Quad A because he's he reminds me a lot of Tyler Ulis. He's a short little point guard. He, I think, is a true point guard. See, I think the only thing that compares him to Tyler Ulis is their height. <laughs> I don't think he has very good court vision. You don't? No, I'm not a big fan of Quad A Green. So really? Uh, Quad A never disappointed me last year. I think he come, he come in big on, on the times that he was needed. I don't know any time that Quad A just didn't disappoint me. Oh, he dominated the SEC tournament. <laughs> there for a while, remember when he put the gog- the glasses on? He was playing pretty well, and that's be- that was before – uh, Gil, Gil just Alexander stepped up and became our <clears throat> definite uh, true point guard. Yeah. Um, but I never had any problems with Quade. The only thing that he did wrong was, and it wasn't really wrong, but I think he took a three with like eight seconds to go in that Kansas mm-hmm. State game, and it was no <clears throat> players even set up a corner three, just lot, just shot it up. But I mean, if he would have made that, you know, I'd be speaking different differently of him right now. Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind Quade. I mean, well, he, he, I don't know if he'll, I don't think he'll start. 
I think that uh, unless he plays a two, I think he will start. He I think he's going to start. I think he's going to start at the two because he can play off the ball. But I think you're going to be talking about Quade Green being a returning player for years to come on the podcast. So well, that's fine. We need. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's why I like Quade so much, and that's why I went ahead and said he's my favorite because I think he is going to be a four year player. Now that is going to be the one player that's going to have a question mark above his head on who's going to start. Is it going to be Quade? It's up in the air. It's going to be between him and. Um, and forgive me because when you're a UK fan, it's hard to know the roster off the top of your head because the players change. Ashton Higgins. But Ashton Higgins, yes. But if we're talking about returning players, we got to mention Johnny David. I mean, the walk on who now has a scholarship with Kentucky. Oh, uh, did he get a scholarship? He's finally on scholarship. So, so do we have any walk ons right now then? I don't think so. Because they got Kenny Payne's son, and he's a scholarship he's hurt. player. I don't believe. know if he's, he's a shirt. He tore his ACL last year and. and uh, High school. Who's so Kenny Payne's son? Zane. Zane. Zane Payne. Zan Payne. Something like that. Okay. So we got two two coaches uh, that have kids on the team. I wonder what that's like coaching your son. Do you think that causes you? You think that's more difficult to coach your son, or do you think it's pleasurable to coach your son? Absolutely. But look at the player's perspective. Like, do you want to be the coach's son? I mean, yeah, it's great to play for your father, but look at all the. I mean, look at all. I mean. I don't know. The crap that you can get from yeah, fans. Yeah, the crap you can get. Like, like the other night in the Bombers game, Brad hadn't played a single minute, and then you see Calipari come down to the bench and talk to uh, Kenny Payne, and then five seconds later, Brad's in, which I think Cal said that it had nothing to do with anything. But, um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. But he did – he did uh, Brad did hit a three, yeah. and Cal didn't even make a slight – Facial expression. I don't think he does that on purpose. I don't think he wants to put emphasis on when Brad does good because I don't want him to. I don't think he wants to make a difference, and I don't want. I don't. I don't think he wants to bring attention to. I don't think Brad wants that. I don't think he wants Cal to jump up and be like, "Yeah, that's my boy." That's I mean, my realistically, son. I don't think Brad's there to play. I mean, he's there to play basketball, of course, but. Brad's ultimately at Kentucky with his dad and all these other great coaches to learn how to coach because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. For his career, he wants to be a basketball coach, whether it be high school, college, NBA, whatever. I don't know that, but I know he he's he's he came to Kentucky to learn how to be a better basketball coach. Yeah, so he's learning from the best. Yeah, I mean, he's learning some, from some pretty good coaches. Talking about uh, our returning players again. I try. It's a little different. <laughs> we stopped talking about Johnny David, but. <laughs> um, I, I want to tell a funny story about, or not really a funny story, but a story that uh, that I had about the team. Can I share that? Story? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so a couple months ago, we were at the movies and we were watching Uncle Drew, which I told you, but you should see that movie. It's a great yeah. movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Cal's anyway, in it. Cal's in the movie, right? Apparently so. I, I didn't see him at all, but he's in the he's in the cat like he's in the uh, cast listing. I guess is what you call it. Credits. Credits. Yeah. yeah. But um, so we're sitting there and the. A bunch of guys walk in, like with hoodies on, hoods over their head, and they're pretty tall. So when you when you see tall players in Lexington, you assume they've had some type of basketball. Well, some of them came to sit in front of us, and the only one that I recognized was Johnny David. Out of the whole team, I I only recognized the worst player that was on our team. It was Johnny David, and I realized <laughs> that that was the UK basketball team. That's the only one I knew, though. He's that, very recognizable. Day. Well, not really, but... I don't think so. You don't <laughs> not really, but I just knew who that was. Like, I, I just... Some... For whatever reason, I noticed him and Brad. That's the only two I realized. Yeah, I mean, come on, though. If you saw Johnny David out in the mall, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know who he was. 
if you saw him in the mall. If I saw Johnny Johnny David walking down the street in front of my house tomorrow, I wouldn't have a clue who he was. What about Brad? Oh, I mean, of course I would know Brad. You know, you see Brad a lot more. You don't see much of Johnny Johnny David. Here's the thing about Brad. I, we were talking about he's there to learn how to be a coach. He's he's not there to make it to the NBA because he's obviously not going to. Why does he always seem so sad and so disappointed and so irritated? Why don't he just enjoy being Brad Calipari? I mean, he does have John Calipari for his dad. Like he's pro- he's got that might have that just like demeanor all the time of just where he's he's sucking he's soaking in everything, but he just doesn't have any expressions for it. I mean, well, I guess I can't say that because Cal does jump around on the sidelines and get a little crazy. Cal's got all kinds of expressions, but see, Brad, it's always like he's he's mad that he's not as good as these other people that are on uh, playing for UK he's he's mad because these are his peers and he it's like he wants to be as good as those guys and he's not going to be but get over it man you're Brad Calipari you're a millionaire you're set for life even if you don't go to the NBA you're going to have a good life why not just enjoy it and he always seems so upset I'm just like dude people would kill just to have your lifestyle it's a a rough life though you gotta think you know (laughs) Being Kentucky basketball player, I mean, like, sometimes they got to do stuff like go to the Bahamas just to play basketball games. They, I mean, that's got to be a hard life. They do. So, have you guys enjoyed the basketball games in the Bahamas? So far, it's been good. Yeah. Um, the first game was very frustrating. I think we shot 37% or something like that from the floor. Yeah. And, I mean, we just looked out of sync. We shot, like, I think we hit two threes. And it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of growing up we had to do after that first game, just becoming more of, as a team, as one. Um, I mean, Nick Richards had a great game that first game, and then Reed Travis had a lot of rebounds. Reed it's, Travis, whew. But other than that, I mean, nobody really looked good. Like, fast break layups, stuff like that, we couldn't make anything. I like these Bahama games because it gives us a chance to see what our team is going to be like just in a in just a quick view, just a quick view of what our team could well, look like. You said the forty and thing last time. You do realize the last team that went to the uh, went to the Bahamas and played was the thirty eight and one team. I did not realize that. So that was four years ago. So yeah. that was the last team that because you get these tournaments, you're allowed to do these foreign tournaments every four years. One of the reasons I say they're going to be forty and zero is because you can base that off how Cal is acting. Cal is back to how he was acting in 2015. He's cocky. He's swaggy. He's funny. He's acting crazy. You know, when he gets on camera, he starts talking to these news anchors, and he starts, like, saying, what? Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, after everything he says, he'll say, what? Or he'll be like, we're in the Bahamas. It's August. What? He'll, He'll say that. He's acting like he was acting in 2015. He only acts like that when he's confident. I think he only takes his teams to the Bahamas when he knows it's going to be a team that's going to be special. Exactly. That's what I was about to say is I only think he takes – when he has a good team, he knows he has a good team. That's when he makes these trips to the Bahamas. Like you said, um, last time it was 2015 – or I guess it was 2014. It was 2014-15 season he took a team. When, they went to Canada as well. What team was that? That would have been – it would have had to have been four years before that as well. So, so 2000 – it wasn't John Wall's team, was it? It had to have been because you're only allowed to do the foreign tournaments every four years. It might years. have been John No, Wall's I think team. they went to Hawaii. No, that's the Maui tournament. That's the Maui. Yeah, we did the Maui. We, we that's did the Canada Maui one year. We did. It was like his first or second year there. We went. I, I remember what you're talking about. We played all Canadian teams when we were up there. Okay, we'll say it was. We'll say it was the 2000 John Wall team. So his three, I think, it must four best teams that. have been to uh, um, the, these summer these summer trips, and yeah, he he knows when he's got a good team, and he also and like you said, also <clears throat> he's got that Vince McMahon swag. Back. He does. He's got that swagger back because he knows how. 
how well his team's going to do. So I guess we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think this is going to be a team like the past we had in 2013, 2014 when they we we all assumed they were going to be good but wasn't really sure, and they turned out to be okay. I think this is one of the – this is going to be a special team. This may <clears> – <throat> and I think I'm, I said earlier that this won't be as good as the 2015 team, and maybe they won't be, but this is going to be a special team. If If we don't make it to the – if we don't make it to the championship this year, I'll be really surprised. I'll stand by my 40-0 statement. We could lose. I'll stand right next to you. Don't worry. Thank you. We could lose, but I do think without I would put a million dollars on it that we'd win the national championship this year. I, who's going to Who's going to beat us? I mean, the closest thing to us. I mean, you got uh, Virginia. Got a lot of players back, but like you're losing Villanova didn't really bring anything in. They lost everything. Right. Um, Duke's got a lot of young talent. I mean, they've got some. Older leadership, but I mean, not really. I mean, they didn't. They kind of lost. They're doing the one and done thing, just like us now. And then uh, Kansas is going to have a great ball team this year. But ultimately, I think with the mix of these these three people is going to give Kentucky its ninth national championship. That's going to be PJ Washington and Reed Travis's leadership down low. Yeah, and they're going to be able to bully people in the paint whenever they want to. And then the fearlessness of Tyler Hero. And that's going to be the one thing that's going to put us over. He's the he's the reincarnation of Rex Chapman. He is. He's and the second coming of Rex Chapman. He's we've got uh, him. When you need points, there it is. Yeah. Why do you think that Tyler Hero is going to be the most popular player? Because you're getting that vibe that he is going to be the most popular player this year. Why do you think that is? I think it's because just coming out of high school, he had a lot of comparisons to Devin Booker when it came to his recruiting. When he was you know 75 in the nation, and he was. Originally committed to Wisconsin, he left Wisconsin to come to Kentucky, and then he gradually moved up the boards, and he's he's got that chip on his shoulder, and I think everybody knows he's got that chip on his shoulder, and then, I mean, who doesn't love a shooter? If you've got a lights-out shooter that can pull up from anywhere, that's what basketball's about right now. I don't mean anything by this, but do you think him being white has anything to do with his uh, him being a fan favorite in the state of Kentucky? No. You don't? No, because, I mean, Tyler Ewes wasn't white. He was my – I mean, he was one of – Tyler Ewes is one of the, my favorite players I've ever seen at Kentucky. I mean, just that basketball IQ, and you can tell that Tyler Hero has it. I mean, he has the IQ, and he just wasn't as highly touted as some of these other guys. But he's our most fearless player on that team, and he's the best shooter on that team. And he's not afraid to go out there and keep up with these, you know, top ten recruits. Yeah. So, he might have been – I think he was number 30 on ESPN's final rankings, but – he had to work his way up there. So I, I think he's got a lot to prove, and he's going to. I love watching him play. I mean, he can shoot the lights out. Do you think it has anything to do with him being wide, or do you think it's just because of his pure talent that people are liking? I think a little bit of it has to do because he is white. I mean, when's the last time we were so excited about a white guy? I mean, yeah. going back to, I guess, George, but we weren't even excited about him. He just happened like the middle of the season. But when's the last time, before the season even started, that we were so excited about a white, like, especially a white guard. Like I don't even know how. It, like that's why he's getting so much comp- comparison to Rex Chapman. Wilcher was people wasn't excited about him from the beginning. People wasn't excited about Jared Polson from the beginning. But this kid, Tyler Harrow, is white, and he he can hang with anybody in college basketball. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, I, I don't mean anything by right, exactly. me saying no, 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 no. Oh, him being white is why he's a fan favorite. But I just think it's so rare when you have a white guy come play for Kentucky and as, as good as he is, I think that's rare. So I think that could be a big factor of why he could be white. Not to take anything away from his talent, 
if I had to choose my favorite freshman in UK basketball, I'm going to have to say it's Tyler Hero. Oh, right now, he's my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's, I mean, on that team, out of the freshmen that came in, like, he's just that player that sticks out. There's yeah. no other player that sticks out on the team like, like Tyler Hero does. Yeah, we want another Rex Chapman. Oh, I've been looking forward to Tyler Hero for, God, a year now. Yeah. I mean, since he committed to Kentucky. Yeah. And it was just, you get on the internet and there's so much hype about the potential that he has. I mean... Nothing like having a guy that can come out there and drop 50 on a team. I mean, who doesn't like that whenever you have the Jody Meeks, you know, 54 points or the Malik Monk 47-point games? Like, those are fun. And talk about his commit. Just even that, how he committed. He was committed to Wisconsin for a while, and then he said, screw this, I'm going to Kentucky, during his senior season. So all of his senior season, he had to deal with haters, people from Wisconsin, because where is he from? Wisconsin. He had to deal with people hating on him, yelling at him, booing him at his own games in Wisconsin. And that right there, because he was a heel coming into Kentucky, it makes me like Harold a little bit more because I'm always I'm always a fan of the heels. Well, this is going to be a little bit off the Tyler Hero con- uh, conversation right now, but the one thing that showed me another good, solid thing about this team that makes me really think that the 40-0 thing is more in reach than it's not. I mean – Whenever you see a player go down, if you're watching the game tonight, if one of our player go, players go down, you will see the two closest people full-on sprint to them to get them up. We haven't had that in years. We haven't had that since the Carl Towns, Tyler Eulis year. Uh, and, I mean, they were going around helping each other every time they could. But I'm not saying we have, like, bad relationships on our team or anything like that, but you don't – with these Kentucky teams, you know, they're together for a year pretty much, and that's it. Yeah. And you can see this team, they're there for each other. And they're playing, I mean, just running over to help their teammates up. You don't see that very often. That's one of the things that the other night just kind of, I got really excited to see that. Is there another player besides Hero that's an incoming freshman that you're, not even going to say incoming freshman, let's just say new player on the team that you're excited to watch? Um, me personally, Keldon Johnson. He's yeah. He came in, I mean, he was our most highly touted recruit. It was either him or EJ Montgomery. I'm excited about both of them, but Keldon Johnson is going to – he has the potential to be our alpha dog. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's going to be this year. Like, I think out of all the potential on the team, he has – he has the most potential on the team, but I think I think Tyler Hero is going to be our alpha dog, but, or I mean, when it's all said and done. But Keldon Johnson is the next best thing. Well, Keldon majored; he's majoring in agriculture, so you've got to be an alpha dog if you major in agriculture. <laughs> I mean, I just imagine him with a dipski for his lipski in his mouth playing basketball. <laughs> so, well, I, all these players are named off. It's, it's, it's really amazing how great this team's going to be. I mean, so many. We're just now listen, We're just now talking about Keldon Johnson, who's I mean, possibly our best player. And, and then, we haven't we've mentioned him, but we haven't really talked about Reed Travis. We said I, a couple of things about him, but that's what I was going to say. I was going to say my most exciting to watch besides Hero is he's not a freshman. Reed Travis, he is what twenty. He's a man. What, what is he? He's 30, a man. He's a fifth year senior. Yeah, he's like thirty five years old. He's coming into Kentucky to play for him. Uh, he's from Stanford University. He's smart. He's, he's built like a freaking bulldog. He, smart. He, he looks like Blake Griffin out there on the. On the court, like as big as he is. When was the last time we had a guy this big, like muscular wise? Like, dude, is a. They were they were trying to make comparisons the other night, and I mean they were saying some names that I just I don't think there is a comparison. I mean, you know, you had Patrick Patterson, like he he was Patter, Patterson when it came to to his junior year, he was pretty stout of a man, but I mean, you haven't seen a guy that was just 
his chest is just, I mean, his chest and his shoulders are just so wide and so big. And it's, he's going to be, he's going to be, college teams aren't going to be able to handle him in the paint. He's going to hurt some of these boys. I think his intelligence coupled with his body is a dangerous combination because there's something about a player that has high IQ. He's from Stanford. His brother played ball at Harvard. His family is Ivy League. So there's something about somebody who has a good basketball IQ and has a body like he does. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a sight to see. Wasn't he a former uh, Pac-10 player of the year? Yeah, I mean, he was a former McDonald's All-American. I think he was a Pac-10 preseason player of the year this year. Or that's what he was going to be, the preseason player of the year in the Pac-10 conference. So. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Reed Travis play. And and he was another one of the guys who sat in front of us. Like, he sat, like, daggle from me. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was a big, he was a big dude. <laughs> it's still pretty It's still pretty cool. And it's so. going to be nice because you're going to be able to match him up with – I mean, you can play him at center and play P.J. at power forward, or you can play Reed Travis at power forward and, and Nick, Nick Richards, Richards at center. center, or you can decide you want to go out and – Run a small ball lineup and put EJ Montgomery, who's another highly touted recruit, and he can shoot from outside. So you can put him in there with Reed Travis at center. And I mean, there's just so many. We have, there's so much depth, especially with the big guys and the guards, that you can you can run so many different sets with these with these players, and you can play so many different ways with them. I mean, this is the most open Cal's had to just he can run anything he wants to. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like you just said, <clears throat> last year if we had a guy who we, we were, our team was so like our roster was so small last year that if we had a guy that he was shooting but he wasn't playing defense, he couldn't play defense, couldn't guard anybody. Cal couldn't pull him because there's no one else to put in. This year, I mean, we we're stacked like every position, too too deep at every position. So if mm-hmm. someone's not playing the defense or whatever, Cal can put the other one in, and we're not going to lose a beat. I don't believe. Uh, and on the depth of our team, this having ten or eleven guys play, not all of them are going to get drafted. You're going to have a bunch of those returners next year. Yeah. So I'm curious to see who all that will be. That's a dangerous team next year if we yeah. get most of these players well, back. Exactly. I think you're going to lose a lot of these boys you are, to the NBA you're not draft have this year. Ten draft picks. You're going to have I at mean, least a couple of. I mean, I'm saying you're looking at at least six. And I'm saying probably six. In the first round. How does Cal convince these players to come here? He said that he's not doing the platoon anymore. So there's going to be these great players that are that is on this roster that's not going to get De- any playing time. Like they said on, on Thursday night, Devin Booker played 20 minutes a game. Devin Booker just scored 70 points like two years ago in an NBA game. Yeah. Carl Towns played 21 minutes a game. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Anthony Davis played, you know, he didn't play full games. No. Anthony Davis had people behind him. These players... The only year really that they could sit there and just Cal could run his boys was the John Wall year because it was his first year. But ever since then, I mean, he's had enough depth. I mean, there's been a couple years, you know, the Nerlens Noel injury that really put made people step up. But Cal's always his players have low minutes, and I mean, they're not you know they're not going to be the top scorers and they're not going to be the top assist leaders in the nation or the top rebounders because they're not playing the minutes, but their potential shows. So. Yeah, and it's been proven. Their their draft picks, their draft stocks, not took a hit at all. It's actually gained because you can sit here and be, I played twenty minutes, and this is what I did, and that's what the NBA scouts judge off of. So I mean, they're not sitting here and be like, all right, you played forty minutes, you killed your body all year, and we're going to draft you because you scored thirty two points a game. So I think they have more draft stock by playing less minutes at Kentucky. So. 
I think the eye test, too, goes a long way. I think these NBA scouts are smart enough to know, and they've been in the business a long time, to know that just because they're not getting a lot of playing time, they still know that they're good. And they still know that they can handle an NBA game and they can hang with the big boys in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that really if you go to Kentucky – they know that if you're only playing 12, 15 to 20 minutes a game, that doesn't mean that you are no good. You're just somebody who can obviously share the ball, share playing time, and can be a team player. I mean, Devin Booker, like I said, 20 minutes a game, he's still in the lottery. So, I mean, you go out there and play your game. And if you're good at the game, then you play at Kentucky. All the lights are on you. All the cameras are on you. You're you're getting noticed. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to uh, do a little podcast, wanted to dedicate a show to where we could preview Kentucky basketball before the season starts. Now, it's funny because we're previewing Kentucky basketball and football season's not even started. That's very true. <laughs> but, uh, but here in the state of Kentucky, we are all crazy about basketball, so we just wanted to get this podcast in. But before we sign off, let me just uh, go around the panel here and say how everybody's doing. Just what's going on, what's new in your life. I just want to say, for me, I'm pretty excited because we'll be too. yes, uh, everybody, <laughs> I, my, my friends know about this, and I'll tell the podcast this. I am 100 percent online as a teaching instructor now. I don't have to go into campus, so I can sit in my bathrobe. You know how comfortable bathrobes are, Chad. Yes, I do. Bathrobe. You can sit in your bathrobe, house coat, house coat. yeah, or uh, yeah, your house coat. And grade papers. Wouldn't that be nice? Have flip-flops on, wear your house coat, grade a few papers. Not even have to uh, get up out of the house, drink a cup of coffee. Sounds like an ideal job to me. It is. Getting paid the same. Everything's still the same. But I'm loving it. So that's that's one good thing that's going on in my life. But Jordan, what about you, my man? Man, it's just uh, it's a lot of work. That's all I can really say about just life right now. Just working a lot. So... <laughs> I got another vacation coming up. I know I took that month off. We went to the beach, and yeah, it's been a nice summer. So I've had a lot of time off this summer. So I'm just kind of soaking it up right now. And man, it's been a good summer. Taking taking lots of vacations and working. You know, when I'm working, I'm working though. So yeah, sixty seventy hour weeks, just about every week right now. But I'll take it. And we also have a ticket to Myrtle Beach with our name on it. We do have a free flight to with, Myrtle Beach with our name on it. So we need to cash that you know, in. I kind of have a week coming off here soon, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. It's a couple weeks away. And you can grade papers from down there in Myrtle Beach. I really could. So I, I mean, mean, you're all online now. Yeah, we could just go to Myrtle Beach for a couple days. I mean, I'm off my birthday. So When's your could, birthday? Uh, September 6th. That's I'm off that week. Less than a month. All right. Well, let me write that down. And it's and... Labor Day weekend. It'll be Labor Day weekend a um, couple days before my birthday. Cool. What about you, Chad? What's going on with you? Um, I just recently started a new job out of a month. Actually, it's been a couple of months ago, but I can tell everybody in the podcast. You started a new, a new job. Position. Well, not re- yeah, just a new position. Yes. I got a promotion. I'm still with the same company. I'm in the accounting department now. Um, and I also found out that we'll be having a little girl in January. That is true. Spilled the beans on that yet on the podcast. Have you picked so, a name yet? Uh, we have not. We've been going back and forth. We thought we had one picked out last week, but she's... Kind of on the fence about it. Doesn't really want to say yes or no. So I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. I think by this time last year. No wait. No, not that. No, 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 no. Let me start over. By this time in the last pregnancy. Yeah, by this time in the last <laughs> pregnancy, we had already had a name picked out. Like we picked out a name in March, and he was born in August. So yeah, we just it's it's hard. It's much harder for a second child. Girl names. I feel like girl are names. Yes. And uh, I'm also going to be losing my man cave. 
which that kind of sucks. <laughs> that, that is a little My, my room's getting taken over now by girls' clothes, but <laughs> that's all right. I can, I still have a living room, so, and a shed, so. I would turn the, I would turn that shed into my man cave. I would put a nice big 55 plasma screen TV. Well, we have there. an extra TV, but the the problem is there's not enough room, and like I have all my like my mower, and we have some of Cannon's toys and everything, and it's just I don't know. We'll it'll it'll work out. It'll work out. Well, cool. Glad everybody here at the table has got a lot of good things going on in their life right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff and for listening to this preseason basketball show where we're talking about UK sports. Chad, Jordan, thank you for being on the show. Ladies well, and gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man, thanks for having us. It's nice to be back on. It is. It's always it's good to have fun. you. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. It's always fun to sit down and do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. I will see you in the next episode.